Welcome to the Unleash Your Best Clinical Self podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Kopian, and today I'm going to talk about a key patient motivation pitfall and how to overcome it. If you're a physiotherapist or other movement professional who's feeling stuck in a rut, then my podcast is for you. This podcast is focused on helping you move from frustration to flow in your clinical practice. In each episode, I'll share strategies, approaches, and my latest thinking on how to improve your clinical performance and keep loving what you do. This is episode number 57, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the common problem of dropping patient motivation after their pain or symptoms have decreased. I'm going to talk to you about how you can keep your patients motivated to achieve their goals. Before I dive in, I want to let you know that I have a newsletter that I share every two weeks where I dive into topics relating to improving clinical performance. Just head over to 360clinician.com to sign up today. Keeping our patients motivated can be hard. I think the reality is whether we see this in our patients and ourselves, but motivation ebbs and flows. And I think that helping our patients sustain their motivation is so crucial to helping them achieve their goals. So let's look at an all too common scenario in clinical practice, especially if you're in private outpatient uh, practice. You know, the patient comes to see you, they're in pain, they've got symptoms they're dealing with, they're highly motivated, they've taken specific action steps to solve this problem that they're having. And so they're going to be motivated to do what you ask them to. As their pain comes down or their symptoms decrease, more often than not, their motivation is going to start to decrease. The problem just isn't as big for them as it was at the beginning. And so you'll see scenarios where a patient may not be as consistent with coming in, or they may not be as consistent with their exercises, or they're just not having that same level of buy-in that they had earlier on in the treatment. Being able to manage this kind of situation can be a really important aspect in helping your patients uh, avoid that drop-off and helping them to achieve their goals. So in today's episode, what I want to do is I want to show you how you can overcome this common problem, and I want to show you how you can use goal setting to help you tap into a deeper level of motivation with your patients that moves beyond just decreasing pain. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that we have to move below the surface. When we do goal setting, I know that sometimes it can feel a little redundant, um, you know, when we're doing our history taking. Oftentimes I find myself in the situation where I can almost anticipate what they're going to say, you know, and, and more often than not, they want to have less pain or there's some, you know, other symptom like less stiffness that they're, they're experiencing. Having less pain helps them to do things that they're avoiding right now. And I think that getting them to just start to talk about that is important. And, and a lot of times we can end up thinking of goal setting as something that we need to know about in terms of knowing whether we've achieved their objectives and whether we've been successful with our treatment or not. And, and I think that's important. I think we need to have, you know, that that measure of, of what success looks like. But I think it can be a lot more. And I think goal setting can actually help us to unlock those motivation levers for our patients. So before I dive in, um, I want to share a, a story that uh, really hit home for me with this that uh, took place this summer. And it was sometime in mid-July and it was, a, it was a hot and sunny day and, and it had been a busy day for me for work and I had supper with the family and towards seven o'clock, you know, I had this idea to, that it would just be great to get out and do a little paddle boarding before the sun went down. Now I am a novice paddle boarder. Uh, we had just moved uh, to an area that has a beautiful lake. And so I had was picturing myself getting onto the lake on the paddle board with the sun beaming on my face. And 
I knew I didn't have a lot of time. You know, I, I wanted to get to the lake as quickly as I could. And, and even as I was driving down there, you know, the shadows were starting to, you know, come over the mountains and, you know, I was just like, oh crap, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this here. There's not a lot of daylight left. And, and so I, I made it down to the parking lot, the paddleboard I have, I have to pump it up. So I was pumping it up and uh, just trying to do that as quickly as possible and <laughs> really got quite out of breath doing that and, and hustled down to the beach. And, and within a few minutes I was on the lake and I was finally able to lay down on the board and the, and the sun was still on the lake. And so it was warming me up as I was on the board and, and I had achieved this mental picture that had propelled me forward just to, you know, 30, 40 minutes earlier. And I experienced, uh, what I was really setting out, uh, to, to achieve, which was this emotion of peace and tranquility and rest. You know, I had this busy day and I just being on the paddleboard with the sun on me was just the epitome of what peace and rest would look like that evening. And so even though I was running against the clock and I had so many opportunities just to pack it in before I even made it to the lake, I was struck as I was laying there with the staying power that I experienced because of this picture that I had and this emotion that I wanted to achieve. And so my desire and the associated mental picture of laying on the board with the sun shining on my face kept me motivated right to the end in terms of getting on the lake and achieving that goal that I had. And so that, you know, that made me think more about what drives action, you know, what drives behavior. And I think that so many times we think that it's these rational decisions and reasons that motivate people. But we have to remember that emotion drives the action. Um, behavioral researcher BJ Fogg stresses that feeling drives behavior and emotion is what creates habits. And really when we think about desire, which is just really emotion directed to a particular end state, desire is a powerful motivator. You know, just think of car advertising, the, the millions of dollars that is spent on car advertising. And even though we only need to have a car to get from point A to point B, they don't sell us on that sort of, you know, rational, the functional aspects of that. They focus on desire. They immerse us in an experience so we can picture ourselves in that vehicle and with the associated desire that it satisfies. And so with our patients, we need to understand that what they feel when they achieve that desired activity and that end state. And so we need to explore this feeling with them and use it to leverage and, and help them to succeed with that. Hey, I just wanted to have a quick pause to introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, Soul. They're off-the-shelf moldable insoles and it's the brand of insoles that I recommend to my patients and have for years. The reason I recommend them is that they're heat moldable by the patient, they've got a great arch support, and they come with options to help with different foot issues. It's really easy for customers to order, and when you refer them to Soul, they get free shipping and 10% off. Make sure to check them out at yoursoul.com forward slash health dash professionals. That's Y-O-U-R-S-O-L-E.com forward slash health dash professionals. All right, back to the show. So with our patients, we need to understand what they will feel when they can do that desired activity they want to get back to. We need to explore this feeling and use it to help them uh, to succeed. And so what I've put together is just a really simple three-step process that I have uh, worked on to harness that power of patient goal setting to elevate and sustain their motivation for better outcomes and moving beyond just that symptom relief or pain relief. 
So here are the three steps that I, I think can really help in tapping into that emotion and desire for patience. So step one is just scratching the surface. You know, as simple as it is, I think we need to ask them what their goals are for treatment. And I think we need to give uh, the patient enough space and time to talk about that and not just, you know, that 10 or 20 seconds at the end of our history. Um, and I and I think that when we ask them to uh, to articulate that, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for the patient to process some of these things that they maybe haven't even talked to anyone about before. I've found that if a patient hesitates, I'll often use the phrase, you know, if I wave a magic wand, like what would you want, right? What do you want out of this? And I find that that more often than not can really help the patient open up and and share what they, they what they want from their treatment. So that's step one, it's that scratching the surface, just get them to start talking about what their goals are. The second step is to start to understand their why. And this is really about digging deeper than just the surface of like, I wanna have less pain. And something that I find uh, really helpful is this uh, idea of using a connecting phrase. Uh, and that connecting phrase is so that. So for example, you know, they may have a goal of having less pain or fewer symptoms, but they, want that so that they can get back to doing whatever it is. So for example, I want to have less pain so that I can get back to playing badminton. Having that connector phrase so that is a really useful uh, mental hook for you as a therapist to make sure that you dig a little deeper. Um, and it just helps to clarify that next layer of goal discussion. So I'll ask my patients, you know, what do you want to do again if you had less pain? You know, what would less pain and more movement allow you to do? And I find that those uh, types of questions can really open up to that next level of uh, goal understanding and really tapping into that, that deeper why for the patient. Now, the third step is really about under uncovering that underlying desire. So once you understand what they want to get back to, you want to explore the underlying desire, emotion that they want to experience when they do that activity that they want to get back to. So for example, if our patient, uh, you know, playing with their kids is something they want to get back to, and that's important to them, you know, what do they feel when they play with their kids, right? Or maybe it's this feeling of connectedness uh, that they want to have with their kids while they're playing uh, with their, you know, whatever activity they're doing with them. Or, you know, if it's for someone who wants to get back to the gym, like maybe it's a feeling of strength and wholeness that they want to get back to. Maybe they have this sense of feeling broken right now and, and being back in the gym, lifting weights is uh, this feeling uh, and desire of strength and wholeness. And so, you know, this is, I think, a really powerful aspect to goal setting and really that ability to tap into the underlying desire is just going to bring new fuel to the motivation fire for patients. So I had this recent patient of mine who was dealing with some knee pain. She had some knee OA and uh, she was having pain in terms of getting up and out of off the chair. She had pain with walking, pain with stepping on a curb, and obviously she had pain with going up and down. Uh, stairs. And so uh, for for her in this situation, we we had some initial uh, success with getting that pain to come down. She was able to walk pain-free, you know, getting up and off the chair pain-free, but she was still having issues with going up and down the stairs with knee pain. And I thought that it was helpful to have this conversation around motivation and tapping into that deeper underlying desire for her. So 
what I did was I started by acknowledging that sometimes our motivation can wane when our pain isn't front and center. And I think that it's important for patients to understand that uh, it's not just them if their motivation is ebbing and flowing, that it's very normal, it's very common for that to happen. And then I just shared how when we've experienced a big drop in pain, we sometimes need a new mountain to climb. And and for her, that mountain to climb was going up and down the stairs, whereas before it was just, I just need to get up off the chair without having knee pain, or I just need to be able to walk without having knee pain. We really want to tap in uh, to understanding and having the patient articulate what's you know that thing that they, they still haven't been able to do that they want to get back to. And when I talked to the patient, I really asked her, what was that emotion or what's that, what do you, you know, that desire that you really want to experience again? And for her, it was all about freedom of movement and youthfulness. She felt old and she wanted to feel youthful and spry again. And so this was what we needed to tap into and we needed to somehow create a way to easily access that emotion. And so what I did was I helped the patient create a vivid picture of what progress would look like. And so specifically, I wanted to tie together that underlying desire and emotion and then pair that with a specific situation where they could then feel that again. And so for my patient, it was really about effortlessly getting up and down the stairs at the uh, golf course clubhouse, right? And so she wanted to be able to get up and down the stairs easily without effort and there was definitely a social aspect to this too you know when you're with friends and 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 wanting to be able to do that with, with ease and so she definitely could confirm that this was a uh, something that she could picture herself doing and feeling in terms of that freedom and youthfulness going up and down the stairs and so that was the key to unlock that next level of motivation to help her on the next stages of recovery for her. So let's just do a bit of a recap. Step one was just, you got to scratch the surface, you know, ask the patient, what are their goals? You know, this is typically what we'll do and just get them to express what it is. And that can include pain reduction, that can include symptom, re you know, reduction, all that good stuff. But then it's important to understand the why. So, you know, by achieving this goal, what would you be able to do? And, and really that connector phrase, so that can be a really helpful hook to uh, dig a little deeper with your patients on that. And then the third step is to uncover that underlying desire. So, you know, what is it that they really want to experience and, and really from an emotion standpoint, an identity standpoint. And this is what can really help cement that motivation for uh, ongoing progress uh, with their treatment plan. And when you can tie in the emotion with a picture of the activity or scenario, then that even becomes more powerful because now they can reference that really easily on a regular basis. While goal setting may seem to be something that we just sort of get relegated to in terms of the initial exam session or when we do a reassessment, I think it is a really important piece that needs to be revisited throughout the care process as motivation can wane as pain and symptoms start to decrease. So when patients experience a significant drop in pain, it can be really helpful to revisit their goals and collaboratively identify what that next mountain is to climb together and pay attention to signs of decreasing motivation. Maybe there's less exercise adherence, maybe there's more scheduling of appointments, whatever it is, use those signals to say, hang on a second, I think it might be worthwhile to have another conversation about goals and specifically around that emotion and that uh, mental picture that can really help 
with rejuvenating one's motivation. So I hope you found this episode helpful and look forward to connecting on the next episode. Take care.